3: The finest uncooperative, conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you.
4: Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com.
5: My lovely wife and producer, Susan.
4: hello, Susan.
1: Hello, American Patriots.
4: Okay, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, we start the show with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week. What's up with our schools, our military heroes, some technology news, because we didn't get to it last show, and the history of Georgia as a Christian colony, if we get to it.
4: Okay, then. I actually want to let everyone know I decided that. I'm going to try and find a chat program for the show so at least you can interact with the show through through chat like we had at the other site. But uh, I haven't picked one out yet.
1: Is the microphone in the right place, dear?
4: <sighs> microphone is in the right place. Okay. Are you? I am. All right. So I am looking at the chat programs. If you have a, a platform you think is perfect for the show to use as a chat and you know and it, people being able to be a little incognito if they want just drop me a drop me a line tips at uncooperative radio.com tips at uncooperative radio.com i could use the input cuz i haven't looked at chat programs in probably 10 years <sighs> yeah more than 10 years really all right <clears throat> time for a prayer Prayer of God's Provision from Crosswalk Dear Father, God, Thank you for your unfailing love for me, your blessings and goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness to guide me and see me through times of uncertainty, for lifting me up and setting me on high. Thank you for Scripture that comforts and reminds me of your promises, plan, and provision. Thank you for taking away my fears and worries, the what ifs, and reminding me that my help comes from you. Help me be a good steward and to sow wisely. Amen. Dips and Downs for the week. I like that prayer. <clears throat> it's nice.
1: Hmm. You know, a lot of people would not know some of the language in that prayer, right?
4: <laughs> why?
1: They wouldn't know what it meant to sow wisely. I bet you a lot of people don't know what that means.
4: Well, how would they not know it's it's about sowing seeds?
1: Because the we're losing of
4: pearls of wisdom. So,
1: we're losing so. our language, dear, that's why.
4: I don't know, I think we've lost it, frankly. I don't know what language these young kids are talking. They don't speak in complete sentences at all. And they think that's perfectly normal. No, that's Twitter talk. <laughs> when you're really talking, uh, don't do Twitter talk. <clears throat> okay, the ups and Downs are up down from the Christian Science Monitor. Cliven Bundy wanted to walk out of the courtroom in his jail jumpsuit and ankle shackles. Deputy Marshals blocked him from doing that. But... If it hadn't been for the flagrant misconduct committed by federal prosecutors and investigators in the case, the Nevada Cattlemen may not have been walking out at all.
1: You know, and we're just hearing about this now, Brian. I've been following it and waiting to see exactly when they exonerated him. But we're not hearing anything about what happened in Oregon at all. Is there any any investigation? Where's the
4: investigation in the murder of... uh, Finnegan. Finnegan forget the first one Lavor uh, he was murdered i saw the video absolutely murdered by the state police so i want to know where's the investigation into that yep. every time a black person gets shot it's got to be a giant protest investigation court here and when a white man gets murdered on on video nothing police misconduct on video after they'd done killing him, they shot the car up with...
1: Little kids inside. A little kid
4: and a woman and, I don't know, someone else. Uh, and the woman had their camera going the whole time. And they peppered. They completely swish cheese that vehicle, and they didn't hit them. I was amazed. They got on the floor, and, man, the glass was falling, the holes were popping up in the doors, and they just sat there. They couldn't do anything but just stay down on the ground until they were done. They, I can't tell you how many... How, much, how many weapons that were being shot at once and how many rounds went into that car. I'm talking Swiss cheese. I cannot understand how they didn't get hit. They must have been praying to God at the time because that certainly was a miracle. But again, why did they open fire on the vehicle after they already murdered Le- Finicum? Anyway, back to this is about, this is uh, Clive and Bundy's about, some, about the BLM standoff. Which is a different story than Oregon, but, but there are Bundys involved in Oregon. That's what gets confusing. <clears throat> the U.S. Uh, District Judge, Gloria Navarro, dismissed the case, which related to an April 2014 standoff with federal officers seeking to impound Mr. Bundy's cattle. With, with prejudice this week, meaning prosecutors cannot retry the case on the same charges court has found that a universal sense of justice has been violated by prosecutors who withheld and misrepresented vast quali- quantities of evidence, she told the courtroom.
1: Wow, a judge got this right?
4: Again, I'm shocked. Clocks.
1: I know, an analog clock is right at least twice a day. <clears throat>
4: The case is a dramatic example of prosecutorial misconduct, which some legal experts see as a cultural flaw in the criminal justice system. Prosecutors are arguably the most powerful actors in the system, in part because they are the gatekeepers for most evidence in the case. Having, a, having to provide evidence to a defendant while also seeking to beat them in court understandably can lead to temptation, legal experts say.
1: Okay, now... Mueller, Mueller, these prosecutors, Brian, and oh, what did you say? They changed. They changed the spelling of his name now, in news articles.
4: Oh, Mueller, no. Oh, I have seen where they dropped the e and it's spelled Mueller, but no. And finally, one person today I, I listened to actually said Mueller.
1: Hannity says Mueller too.
4: Well, he's a. He's in my circle, ah, social network.
1: Gotcha. But these prosecutors are out of control.
4: The whole court system's out of control. The whole judicial branch is out of control. The whole, of all governments, local and federal, are out of control. By definition, they're not listening to us. We need to get them under control. Again, my plan is not an Article 5 Convention of the States, because there's no need for that right now. What there's a need for is us to take back our local governments and then work our way up to the state governments. And the state can, and I heard so, and somebody typed out my whole plan on uh, social media. And uh, you do it one at a time. You start with the school board, get that under control. That's your future. Kids are our future. Get that first and move to the zoning board. I call it the planning board now. Uh, then you work up the county commissioner, mayor, et cetera. Until they get up to the state legislature and then finally the governor. Once the gov, once you have all that done, the state reasserts its constitutional sovereignty, kicks the feds out of the out of all the lands that they stole, take them back. If they have a legal right to be within the state for a magazine or a fort or the needful buildings, fine. Other than that, they're gone. Back to the Constitution instantaneously.
1: Well, Utah is still fighting, uh, their legislatures are still, they had an article on World Net one of the state legislators did the, said the same exact thing. They have no right to any land in Utah, even though President Trump got rid of, of a bunch.
4: No, it, it doesn't no. matter. The, right. the Antiquities Act, which was signed into law by the progressive ass, Teddy Roosevelt, is unconstitutional. There is nothing in the Constitution that gives them the power To own land, except in D.C., and that's it.
1: See, and that goes exactly with the Bundy case, Brian. That's exactly... Yes,
4: the BLM lands are unconstitutional. They don't belong to the national government. They belong to the local government. Right. Of which he paid his grazing fees. Not to the national government, to the county where it belongs. So the the whole news was spun that he didn't pay for his... Permit, and that's why they're kicking him off the land. No, he did pay for it. He pays for it every year to the county, like he always does. They've been doing it since eighteen hundreds.
1: Yeah, and we also reported when this all happened that all he was—he's the last rancher there. They ran he was everybody. The very
4: last rancher left. The feds had run everybody else out.
1: Yep. And this legislator. And uh, I'm
4: sorry. I I like steak. I don't know about you. So I, I kind of want my cows, and I'd rather eat steak from cows in my own country rather than importing it from somewhere else.
1: You know, and I did not like, like the way like
4: Walmart does.
1: The legislator that he was writing about this subject, um, he said, "You know, needful bu- buildings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." No, he didn't say the whole thing. I know, and I was it's like, not "No, et cetera, nothing." It's not et cetera, right? <laughs> that drove me insane. There's I no like, et
4: cetera in the Constitution. That's like that's like putting et cetera into a legal document. Oh wait, that is a legal document. The Constitution is a legal document. You knew that, right? And the wording was legalese of the time. They had they had a committee of style, which were attorneys. Most of them had gone to law school, uh, but they had a special committee just to do the legal wording. And. That's why the words are the way they are. You might not understand the meaning they had back then, but you need to learn because words change over time. And thanks to Merriam-Webster, uh, there's no dictionary you could go to except the English Oxford Dictionary to actually get the real meaning of words that were back in the day because Merriam changed it all around and got rid of it like inalienable, inalienable and unalienable are interchangeable in the dictionary. Wrong. And not the same. Not at all. Anyway, you go to patriotspub.us and you can learn everything you want to know about the constitution, just history, the constitution, the founding fathers, just the facts. I did not allow any politics in the three-and-a-half-year project. Please listen from episode one, or you'll miss the whole point of putting it all in context for you. When you get done with the Patriots Pub, you will be considered a constitutional scholar. You will know the Constitution better than anybody. And it's free to download, it's free to share, but if you sell it, you got to cut me in, because... After all, I'm a free marketeer. All right, where was I at this? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the case. All right, there we go. Uh, we got cut off. Right about prosecutors, arguably the most powerful actors in the system, in part because they are gatekeepers for most evidence in a case. I know I'm overlapping, but I'm trying to we catch. catch up. <laughs> Having yeah we got, having to uh, provide evidence to a defendant while also seeking to beat them in court understandably can lead to temptation, legal experts say. It's like making your own calls at a basketball game. That wasn't a foul on me, says John Raffling, a senior researcher at Human Rights Watch, who spent more than two decades as a criminal defense lawyer in California. Ugh. I don't want to say it's human nature, but it's a natural tendency to see things your own way, he adds, especially when you're wrapped up in the competitive world of trying cases. Prosecutors are also rarely formally punished for misconduct. A technological advances continue to expand the government's investigative resources. Some experts fear prosecutorial misconduct could become more prevalent and harder to catch. But the question of how often it occurs now is open to debate with a former U.S. attorney calling instances like the Bundy mistrial a rare event and a former federal judge calling it an epidemic. As I told you, the judicial system is completely out of control. It's just rotten from the core, which would be the prosecutors, from the core on up to the Judges.
1: Yeah, and we need to use the word impeach more, and it doesn't pertain to our president Donald Trump. It
4: pertains to any official, any federal, any federal official can be impeached. Impeached, absolutely.
1: And then we should start doing that with judges.
4: Yes, we should. Right now, he's trying to get them on the bench because there's a lot of vacancies.
1: I think he's filled a lot.
4: He's not as much as we need. Not even close. He's done a lot. Nobody knows about it. Like the person on social media goes, I said he was the best president of my time. Yeah, prove it. He's a racist. Prove it. Like First of all, he's not a racist. That was put to bed during the primaries. Remember? When all his black buddies came out and said he's not. And all the women came out and said he wasn't a sexist and a misogynist. Nobody wants to listen to that. Fine. The first, uh, first 100 days, over 200 regulations were rescinded. That's enough right there to say Donald Trump is the best president ever. But unemployment, way down. GDP up like we haven't seen in 10 years. We're looking at maybe 4% growth this quarter that we have not seen in a very long time. Certainly not under Caesar. judges you got to put on the bed uh the supreme court justice neil gorsuch that, that in itself is an incredible feat to get a conservative judge like that on the bench that's good and more will will be coming hopefully he's putting he's putting judges all over the place he's got he's got teams running around the bureaucracy finding what what they can shut down what they can get rid of how they can save money how to streamline the whole thing blah 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 uh what more do you want out of the president? He's trying to keep all his promises. He's trying to build the wall. Congress has to fund it. Yes, Mexico, when he said Mexico, he didn't pay attention. When he said Mexico would pay for it one way or another, yes, he was right. Because after it goes up, if they don't renegotiate NAFTA to his liking, that's it. There's going to be like 45% tariff on their goods coming in. That's how they'll pay for it. There's a lot of ways they could pay for it. I just say, sit back and wait and see what happens. Well, so far he's never had to back off on anything and he's accomplished everything he said he was going to accomplish that he can accomplish on his own. He can't make the idiots in Congress do their job. The leaders are progs. The majority of people in the government are left and right wing progressives. they all want a progressive agenda. But the Republicans don't want you to know they're progs, but they are. They just want to go slower than the Democrats. But they want the same things. Notice they never want to get rid of the stuff they say that they didn't want in the first place, like Obamacare, why is it so hard to get rid of everybody said, you know, oh Republican Service, that's bad, we can't have that. All of a sudden we go to get rid of it and we can't. Why? Because they don't want to. Why didn't they build a wall under GW? Because they didn't want to. And then they they squandered eight hundred billion dollars on an electronic fence that didn't work at all.
1: I know. And Rand Paul, you know, again, I don't I don't agree with everybody all the time. He's still calling for electronic surveillance. He's still calling for for drones. He's still calling oh, for I'll, this stuff. Oh, I
4: want drones too. Yeah, but the wall. The right. wall has to be done first. The wall. Then we can talk about drones flying yeah, along the border.
1: Again, why doesn't Rand Paul want a wall? A, a physical barrier. I don't know
4: that he he doesn't want it. I don't know that he doesn't want it. But there's going to be you know, is going to be a mixed bag of stuff going on because like I like he said in the in the thing like the elected cockroaches are that stupid that he had to say, well, it's not going to go across the whole border because there's mountains there. And where there's mountains, we don't need a wall. The terrain's difficult enough.
1: That's how stupid these cockroaches. Pelosi, you're a moron.
4: It, and by the way, the, the new wall that's proposed is pretty cool it's got it's got like a rail transportation system in it that's going to be used to bring the materials build the wall but also for maintenance after the wall is over and uh i think there's also one underneath that you could drive through it's like a it's like a x the wall so that you have this pocket underneath and they're going to have a rail system there too I guess to get uh, move the Border Patrol around in case, yeah, we see, we got some trying to get over the wall here. Mm-hmm. Jump on the tram. Yeah,
1: you know, it's amazing. The Great Wall of China has been around for hundreds of thousands of years. I know,
4: and it can't be done. <laughs> Israel has a wall. Yes. It can't be done.
1: I think Holland has one now too. I know they were erecting. I know.
4: I know France wanted to build one.
1: I know I they, they know. were erecting. Uh, some European country was erecting a wall almost entirely around the whole damn country. It's
4: one of the stands. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they, they, they did. They built that wall all the way. They. They, they said no to G's. That's nope, it. That's it. But the UN is, you know, UE. If they're part of the UE EU. EU.
2: If they're still part of
4: the Ewy, EU, Ewy. they're going to find him and all this other stuff because you got to have open borders. It's in the charter. Yeah. Why did you all sign up for something so stupid? I, I, from America, we were screaming at you, don't be this stupid. Do not centralize power further. You're already a sh- crap hole, socialist oh, hellhole. Shithole. Yeah, shithole. All of <laughs> Europe is now a shithole. Yep. So what- Absolutely. They, they, because they centralize power, and these people are globalists, and they have their own agenda. And what they want is there's not enough white people having babies because of their socialism and secularism. That's why they're not having babies. But they want, well, a more sustainable populace. So they 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 recently said. They're purposely bringing these brown people in because they need new blood and they need people easier to control. Uh, I don't know how that's working out for them. Uh, Easier to control. Muzzies? They're not easy to control. I know you think black people are all docile, but Muslims, uh, (laughs) it doesn't matter. You don't need a high IQ to blow something up. But they're certainly not easily controlled. Otherwise, why would you have them running around raping and murdering people? All that stuff is still going on. I occasionally hear from people over there. There's no news. It's all blacked out. But it's all happening. And Andrew Merkel is uh, largely to blame for all of it. Angela Merkel. You know, uh, know, the Germans never cease to want to control Europe. That's what Hitler wanted. That's what Merkel wants. She wants to be in charge of Europe through the EU. Again, the UK was smart, but please, why is everything dysfunctional over there? When you leave, you leave. If I'm in your home and stay it over, and I would say, "You know what? I don't want to stay here anymore. I leave. I walk out the door." Right? That's what, that's what you do. You're well, they're they're just still they're still not gone. They're not out of U, the EU yet. I'm like, why is it taking so long? Pound sand, we're gone. Bye. Britain, you mean? UK. UK, Britain. Yeah. No, UK, the United Kingdom. England's just England. Ireland is part of the UK. Scotland's part of the UK. And there's a whole commonwealth that nobody knows that they belong to. Canada. Like Canada. But there's more. There's islands. Yep. They, they got commonwealths all over where technically anytime time that she wants, the queen has the ultimate power. Whatever she says goes. She has a special title. I forget what it was called. But uh, basically, if whatever she says in that title, goes. And they don't even know. I, I've met people here that come down from Canada, and I'm like, you, you still, what do you mean? You didn't break away from England. You still got the queen on your money. They're like, oh, that's just because the money, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, really? Then why would you change it? Why would you leave the queen on your money if you no longer were part of the UK? But they don't understand they are part they are a commonwealth of the united kingdom where the queen is still in charge and there's other places like i said which is also also commonwealths but she she doesn't she doesn't throw her weight around much but when she goes on trips and she talks to the prime ministers she's she's giving them instructions on certain things how to do what you're going to do like letting in refugees for instance Again, that's why it's the United Kingdom. They should call it the Queendom now.
1: Before we move on.
4: Okay. We're going to go to a break. Chuck Cooper, radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
5: Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham... Star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddlesore Canyon.
6: You know, Lindsay, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states.
5: What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class.
3: For as low as $19.99 a month, with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now.
0: 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. That's 800-797-1256.
6: You have no idea. I've got an idea.
0: I got an idea. I got an idea.
6: What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years' experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free Big Idea Starter Guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be
0: big. Call Davidson now for your free Big Idea Starter Guide guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257. 800-213-9257. 800-213-9257.
4: Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Our half of one. All right, back to the ups and downs for the week. And up from Fox News. Fox Business News. Black Rifle Coffee Company is not where you go to get your average cup of Joe. Everyone, millennials are going, what's Joe?
1: I
2: know.
4: I know they needs are. coffee. <laughs> the Salt Lake City-based venture is making waves with high-quality coffee while taking a pro-Trump, pro-gun, pro-military stance. Oh wait, we talked about something over the break. Oh, I said I was going to tell you today uh, about the GoFundMe account. I tried to explain to them that there's still $900 sitting there, and they need to either release it or refund it to the, pe- the donors. Their reply was, uh, the, "The two deposits I already got from the account before they seized it." And I'm like, "That wasn't no, that wasn't the only money I had." You, what are you talking about? You refunded two thousand one hundred dollars to one of my donors. So, you, so how do you figure that uh, that's all? Their records show that it's, that's all I had: eight hundred twenty-seven dollars. So, the five fifty-two two seventy-six. Uh, deposits uh, were that, and no, it wasn't. So, it's your money, and you know who you are. You gave $300. You need to contact them and demand a refund. And WePay will honor, well, I'm I'm sure they better honor it, because otherwise they just stole $900 but i'm working it on my end but i i think if they hear from the donors it might light a fire into their backsides. after all it's your money
1: yeah and they ultimately just stole it
4: well they can't, they can't give it to me they only have one way to do it it's we pay and we pay is canceled my account and i guess i can't open another one I don't understand how why when they said we reopened your account to take donations again they didn't
2: open the, the account, funds, yeah. open the account open the
4: account do we pay make we pay open the account again so that they could pay but they didn't do any of that
1: plus they're taking a percentage so they're real crooks
4: Yeah they do take well not not if they refund it only if they give it to me
1: Either way they're crooks
4: Yeah if you didn't know they take about 27% of all donations
1: and right now, they are crooks. And they're holding, it, they're yeah. holding funds that don't belong to I them. I should have
4: known better. I, I, I should have known better. There were stories that already about accounts closed down for conservatives. Obviously, progressive-run company. And uh, they don't like conservatives. And I guess that's my business, conservatism. Last time I checked, not a business. Anyway, so I told you I'd tell you today. I'm telling you today. They haven't gotten back to me after I straightened them out today.
1: Yesterday.
4: No, today, where they said the funds were released, two deposits, 276, 552. Like, it's it's over and above what you're holding. They don't even show the 2,100, but... I don't know what they're doing over there. They sound like... They they seem like a bunch of idiots running around with their heads up their backside. All right. So back to the coffee. There's another coffee I I wanted to try, but I don't have money for fancy coffee. The company's founder, Evan Hafer, said his coffee is becoming very popular among conservatives. Progressives hate me. Conservatives love me. So... If you're pro America, pro American, pro America, you're going to love my coffee. Hayford told Fox Business, Maria Bartiromo on Mornings with Maria.
1: Okay, now he is, okay, go ahead.
4: The former Army Special Forces vet started roasting coffee in 2006 so he could have fresh coffee while he deployed in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hafer said his passion for coffee, coupled with his military experience, is how Black Rifle was created. I just like coffee. I, I don't need fancy stuff.
1: Well, no, but good for him that that he, there's still some kind of a free market that he could do it. And the second thing, you're going to love this. There's no free market. He, he
4: had to jump through a boatload of hurdles.
1: The uh, Well, there's actually a lot of... um. A lot of companies out there and a lot of resources for vets that Trump has put into place to help them to get back into society and get jobs and get companies. This isn't it. And get companies. But this
4: isn't it. He made this company himself before any of that stuff. This is 2006. There was no Trump.
1: No, 2006 he was in Afghanistan and Iraq. This is the brand new. The former
4: Army Special Forces vet started roasting coffee in 2006.
1: In Iraq?
4: So he could have fresh coffee while deployed in Iraq and Afghanistan.
1: Not here in the United States. He
4: wasn't here It was yet. just his. It was his coffee. Do you understand? I brewed beer. It was my beer. You understand? Anyway,
1: he, you know what he? how it comes packaged? <coughs> in
4: ammo cans.
1: <laughs> I saw pictures of it.
4: Well, that's a bonus because <laughs> can't have too many ammo cans.
1: Yeah, it's an ammo can. It's good for him. That's why it's. A- well, it had to be.
4: He was <laughs> he was traveling in the military in combat zones.
1: So you put the coffee in the ammo can. It's
4: airtight. <laughs> airtight, watertight.
1: I mean, I don't know if he's actually marketing or he was just showing how he used to do it. But I saw it in ammo cans.
4: <laughs> no, no, that's how he markets it. So it's it's the military twist to it. Yeah. Sells makes people buy because they want to support veterans. And if it's good coffee, and you get an ammo can, wow. <laughs> All I get is watered-down coffee for stinking stuff. Yeah, they start putting sawdust in our coffee. And I, by the way, I, I don't like Folgers as much as I like the other coffee. Maybe we should try it. Maybe I could deal with just two scoops with the bone too.
1: that uh, you were complaining about it for a long time, being watery.
4: that's true. Uh,
1: yeah, they're screwing with our food.
4: Of course they are, because they have to hide the inflation. if you don't I'm waiting for Trump to get around to this, saying, "Uh-uh, we're putting energy and food back in the calculations for inflation. Because that has blown up inflation-wise. All right. Down. From the Christian Science Monitor. At Leslie Campbell's office in the central Florida city of St. Cloud, the phone will not stop ringing. Director of Special Programs for the Osceola County School District, Ms. Campbell, helps enroll students fleeing storm-ravaged Puerto Rico. I'm tired of Ms. Go away, Mrs. You're a miss or a missus? Pick one. A job has been a busy one. Since Hurricane Irma and Maria devastated the Caribbean in September, More than 2,400 new students have arrived in the district. That is enough to fill more than two typical-sized elementary schools. Dozen more youngsters show up weekly. We're just inundated from the minute we come in to the minute we leave, said Campbell, who helps families obtain transportation, meals, and clothing. Across the country, state and local officials are scrambling to manage an influx of Puerto Ricans. A migration that is impacting education budgets, housing, demographics, and voter rolls in communities where these newcomers are landing. Understand, Puerto Rico is a a territory of the United States, and those in the territory are considered citizens. I didn't say I would consider them citizens. I said they are considered citizens. Florida, already home to more than one million Puerto Ricans, is on the front lines. About 300,000 island residents have arrived in the state since early October, according to Florida's Division of Emergency Management. See, we're, you don't hear any of this. We've got all this coming in already to our country. we gotta, we got to ship in Muslims on top of it? The Puerto Ricans are going to be bad enough. Trust me, most of them don't like Americans don't like America. Uh, this is again, we can only absorb so many people and keep it a melting pot and and, and assimilate them. this is un, this is too much. We can't assimilate this amount of people, not even including the legal immigration coming in. We cannot assimilate all these people. It's time to stop. We are at an all-time record high of immigrants in this country. Radically high. And it's at a point where it, it should, we keep it up. There's no way we're going to be able to assimilate them. They are going to assimilate us. And they are going to transform us into a hellhole. Oh, I'm sorry, a shithole. That's right, because we all know from people in... That are citizens of the United States that come from states like, uh, you know, California on the left coast there, and on the east coast, the Northeast. We know when they leave those shithole states, they bring their shithole crap with them and make and start destroying the state in which they moved in. I'll show you Colorado. Colorado, because of all the Californians living there. Immigration needs to end. There has to be a moratorium for at least 10 years. Give us time to assimilate the people that are here now that don't want to assimilate as it is. And get rid of the ones that don't want to assimilate by just saying, okay, if you don't want to assimilate, you're gone. Anyway, where was I? The influx is nearly 2.5 times the size of Mariel Lift that brought 125,000 Cubans ashore in 1980. Some Puerto Rican arrivals have passed through Florida on their way to New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, and other states. Some may eventually return home, but many will not. The island is still reeling months after Hurricane Maria, a Category 5 storm, wreaked catastrophic damage to homes, businesses, and infrastructure. Nearly 40% of residents still lack electricity. The economy has been devastated. For Florida, the inflow of Puerto Ricans is altering public budgets and perhaps the political calculus in a state that President Trump won by a slim margin in 2016.
1: That's not true, by the way. What? He didn't win by a slim margin in Florida. Yeah, sure he did. And I'm not too thrilled about this, okay? I'm half Puerto Rican, and that place was a mess before the storm came.
4: Of course. So you don't understand the difference in the damage. It's the difference in housing. They build shithole housing. And that gets easily huffed and puffed and blown down. And you can see the stuff that, that before Hurricane and after. It really doesn't look that much different, to tell you the truth. People live with like makeshift things with corrugated steel. And, and it's all painted in weird, you know, graffiti stuff.
1: Well, and that's funny because when my, my mother died, God rest her soul. Um, one of the things that...
4: The- uh, now, I'm sorry, I was talking about Haiti, not Puerto Rico. I don't know anything Puerto about Puerto Rico's Rico before. Puerto
1: infras- infrastructure was a shithole then, before this happened. Really? It was really bad. Remember they were doing really well under a conservative um, president? Yes,
4: and then they, for some reason, turned... Because
1: they wanted more stuff from the government.
4: Right. Instead of all the people that worked for government opened up their own businesses, which they did. Not all of them, a lot of them. Uh, see, that's he opened up the market so that people could easily start businesses instead of relying on the government for income. And the people got angry about it because, well, they're used to getting their government cheese. Hey, don't laugh. I used to have to stand in line for that.
1: But it was a mess before. And they were screaming. Remember, they they declared bankruptcy. Some form, which they're going to say here, which I don't even know what form of bankruptcy they could possibly claim. And they wanted more money down there because the infrastructure was so bad. Now they're blaming Trump for all their ills.
4: I know, and the the, the Prags down there, the giant left leg kooks. And one person resigned. You know that today or yesterday? He he said he cannot. He cannot uh, serve under this administration.
1: You're talking about the ambassador to Portugal.
4: Nope, I'm talking about I'm talking about an official in Puerto Rico. Okay, it's either a mayor or governor. Or-
1: Okay, because I know that that was a false story because Dana Lash said that they did this yesterday and they did it hours before anything ever happened with the Trump administration. But that's what the lamestream media is reporting because of what happened with the Trump administration.
4: Well, that's what he's. That's what the prog that resigned is claiming. He's a he's a left wing kook. He can't he can't. Why not? Why can't you say it over this administration? What what the heck's the difference if in Puerto Rico? I. I'm sorry. I don't even understand it. He had, he, FEMA had the best response time ever for down there. Actually, the mill, actually it wasn't FEMA. It was, it was the military. It was the military and FEMA. But anyway, uh, he, he funded it. He got people there. He, uh, it, it, they were trying to just find vehicles where they could move stuff around so they can get stuff to the people and the infrastructure, the roads were all dirt. And so they were washed away and stuff.
1: It's not only that, the grid was nasty.
4: Oh, the before. Gr- our grid sucks. <laughs> our grid sucks, and the government has done nothing to, to strengthen our grid, still vulnerable to hacking and uh, also EMP pulses. Although the president did say, did mention, that they're working on EMP technology to uh, to prevent that from happening. So we'll have to see how that rolls, because again, president doesn't have money of his own, Congress has to legislate it if it's constitutional. Yeah, I'm so
1: sick of us taking people into this country. We can't do this anymore. No, it's too much already. I mean, this is, I don't care if they're supposedly citizens, all right? My dad's Puerto Rican. It doesn't matter. We we, we cannot they're take not, these people but in. They're
4: not, but they're not like U.S. citizens, even though they are. They, they are all on the dole, and they want to be on the dole. And when they come here, they're going to, Be on the dole, I guarantee you. It said
1: it right in the article, they already are. That's why they're so busy, because they're setting up, because they have to have all kinds of medical, they get get welfare as soon as they come over here. All these people are on welfare. That's what, another 100,000 people on welfare?
4: Puerto Ricans who are U.S. citizens are on pace to overtake Cuban-Americans within a few years as the state's largest Latino voting bloc. Many criticize the Trump administration's hurricane response as inadequate. Uh Uh-uh. I covered it. It was lightning fast. There's just... They had no infrastructure. There was no way to move goods around. Took time. That's the way it goes. Uh, Live in a third world shithole? You Live in a third world shithole. What can I tell you? Um, Unfortunately, we didn't cut it loose as a territory and just say, no, you go away. We don't want you people. uh I'm sorry, we don't need any more poor brown people uh, that hate that hate our government, that hate America. We don't need any of that. we got enough of that in this place already.
1: Yeah, and uh, my father's a brown person, but he absolutely loves this country. He but came- he's a minority. Well, I understand that, but you're not talking like everyone's going to say, you racist bastard. No, he married a half-brown woman, okay? It's
4: just... They are changing our culture. They're supposed to meld into our culture, not change it. We can only take so much. And I'm sorry, uh, there is something about uh, brown people that uh, we never get the ones that are like engineers. We always get the ones that are landscapers.
1: Well, unlike my dad, the first thing he did was learn English. He doesn't even know how to speak Spanish anymore. People have been trying to speak Spanish to him when he was in. He lives in Florida. Yeah, yeah he
4: still has an accent.
1: And he still has an accent, but he's like, I don't know how to speak it anymore. No, because he immersed himself in American culture. He he raised his kids to be Americans. We didn't speak Spanish in the house. We weren't allowed. I wasn't even allowed to take Spanish in school. He'd rather me take French because I had to take something,
4: unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, there was only French and ch- Spanish. That was it. I wasn't taking French, even though that's where a lot of the hot chicks were. Uh, French seemed useless to me completely, and it would be because I'm never going to France.
1: But you're making a great point. Right now, I just heard a report that there people across the schools across the country are looking for teachers that can speak at least five different languages.
4: Yeah, well, here's an idea: teach everybody English and move on. Politicians are uh, taking notice. Florida's Republican Governor Rick Scott has reached out to these newcomers. Another prog. The state has opened reception centers where Puerto Ricans can apply for food stamps and Medicaid. The federal health care system for the poor. Governor Scott has asked for an additional $100 million in state spending to house arriving families, many of whom are doubled up with relatives or are packed into aging hotels. They're lucky to they have a roof over their head. Washington, meanwhile, continues to wrestle with the question of how to help Puerto Rico, having long rejected the idea of a federal bailout for the insolvent U.S. territory, which filed for a form of bankruptcy in May. Congress appears unlikely to grant anywhere near the $94.4 billion the territory leaders estimate it would take to rebuild. You know what it takes to rebuild? It takes your people to get off their backside and rebuild. You don't get you don't get any money from the government. There's, that's unconstitutional. And look at they. We've trained them. They're just sitting around like the welfare people in in uh, Louisiana, just sitting waiting for the government to come and rescue them, rather than leaving on their own when they were told. Uh, it's the same mentality. They're sitting around waiting for the national us to fix their problem. It, you know, it's one thing I loved about Alabama and Mississippi after the storms. They, re, they cleaned up their own place. They rebuilt their own stuff. They, the government, they didn't want to take handouts from the government. They did it themselves. And so should Puerto Rico. It's time to gear up, find out who's got heavy equipment. Let's get them going. Let's work with them. Let's get the chainsaws going. Let's clear the roads. Let's build drainage ditches. Whatever needs to be done, get to work. Stop sitting on your lazy backsides. You don't need the federal government. Build your own place with your own resources and your own people. That's the problem with big brother government. Everybody just sits around waiting for the government to do something. As the federal lawmakers dither, state and local taxpayers are watching the tab to resettle Islanders grow. Statewide, more than 11,200 students from Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands have enrolled in Florida public schools, government schools, since the storms, according to the governor's office. Most arrived after a deadline that determined state funding based on enrollment, resulting in an estimated loss for local districts of $42 million during the 2017 fall semester. A Reuter analysis shows.
1: Again, Brian. Brian. That's your, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to work, that you're paying for these kids.
4: You're paying for somebody else's damn kids. So is your property taxes. We always are. We don't have any kids in school. Most of my property tax, over 50%, is for school. And the rest of it, I'm thinking of challenging the whole thing. I don't get any services up here from them. Yet I get paid for, I get charged for roads and infrastructure and and, and fire and police. I get nothing up here. So why should I pay that? But we have to go to break. Check Cooper Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back.
7: My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well educated. An unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population. Black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right. It doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com.
1: Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.SoldiersAngels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, They send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldier's side in Iraq. Soldiers Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show.
5: President Trump called me and informed me he was firing director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President,
6: with all due respect, you're making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity
0: bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, Um, Director Comey made a great mistake.
2: I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol.
6: Sitting FBI director has abused his power.
4: Was acting in concert
6: and coordination with the House Republicans in the story.
4: I think that uh, Comey
3: acted in an outrageous way.
0: Should he step down?
3: I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, And I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people.
1: Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight
7: tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility.
6: I am officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually
7: win? No freaking way! Which Republican
5: <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election?
1: Donald Trump.
5: <laughs> There's not going to be a President Donald Trump.
6: Trump will not be President. Trump will never be elected President of the United States.
1: You're not going to be President. A all man right? who will never be President of the United States.
0: Donald Trump is not going to be President of
4: the United States. Take it to the bank.
0: He...
3: Will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States.
4: He's at plus 19.
6: Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over.
2: Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him.
6: The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your
3: analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects <laughs> Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. you
0: still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what
3: would Donald Trump have to do to
6: turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> This is CNN's coverage of election night in America, the fight for the presidency. Because we don't
4: care. Oh, Okay, half Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, don't care we about love you in Indiana. Don't
3: care. Indiana with huh? its West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, uh, <laughs> up and down the
0: middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yes, the- it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous.
7: Ohio.
4: Back to the Young radio show, hour two. Says who? Back to Florida and the influx of Puerto Rican refugees. I don't like what I heard from the elected officials down there. That one woman kept screaming that down Trump wasn't Rico. doing anything in Puerto Rico, and and meanwhile the governor was saying. He was, respo- He responded immediately. It's politics. Puerto Rico has too many progs. Well, so do we, but it's even worse there.
1: Yeah, now it's going to get even worse.
4: I say cut that, cut them loose. You have not tried to become a a, a state in my whole lifetime. I think it's time to say you not know, just get to remain a territory forever either become a state or get out. I don't want my money going for their welfare. Do you? Because it has been. Requests for public assistance climbed by 5% in Florida during the last three months of 2017 compared to the same period in 2016, according to state figures. Federal food stamp issuance driven by victims of hurricanes Irma and Maria jumped 24% or $294 million over the same period. Again, this is all our money. If that wasn't a territory, they wouldn't get our money. And they wouldn't get to vote either. I don't understand why they let territories vote. You're not a state, you don't vote. You're not a a citizen, you don't vote. Let's wake up, America. The state is also seeing more extremely ill patients from Puerto Rico. Kaisha betancourt Urizari came to Florida in October on a humanitarian flight with her mother and brother. Suffering from Hodgkin's lymphoma, Ms. Betancourt was deteriorating fast on an island whose health care system is in tatters. Now living in Orlando, she is on Florida's Medicaid plan. Which is your money? It's not just Florida's Medicaid. This is what nobody gets. The states may run it, but the federal government funds it, which pays for her radiation treatments. The family has no plans to return to the territory. I cannot get the best medical help in Puerto Rico, and it has become even worse after Hurricane Maria. Betancourt said. Medicaid patients cost the federal government more than the mainland, more on the mainland than in Puerto Rico because Washington caps Medicaid funding sent to its territories. Such costs will only grow if Congress fails to stabilize Puerto Rico, and Juan Hernandez Mayoral, former R- director of Puerto Rico Federal Affairs Administration, which represents the territory in Washington. Look, best thing we can do for you is teach you how to help yourself. You need to rebuild your own country and start taking stock. Enough of this nonsense. I need the government for everything. You don't need the government for anything. Government's bad. People good. You want to build a road? Build a road. Get Can, get help. Get off your butt. Get outside and get to work. The money's there. It's just not getting to everybody it's not getting it done. Why? Because at the same time. <clears throat> When white people get kicked out of South Africa or or Venezuela, it turns to a a shithole. I don't know why brown people have a lower IQ than white people. I don't know why they don't understand liberty in government. I don't know why they don't understand, get off your lazy backside, pick up a tool and get to work. You could pay for it in the 50 states, or you could pay much less in Puerto Rico, Mr. Hernandez said. The hurricane has sped up the migration. Yep, just a bunch of people with their hands out, coming here with their hands out, not offering to do a damn thing for this country. Uh, all right, uh, supposedly an up. I see no up in that up down, by the way. Down, down, down. These are poor people that aren't even literate in English because they don't like English and they don't want to be forced to have... They didn't want to change their official language to English. That's one of those stipulations to becoming a state. Why don't we enforce that on everybody? Speak English. Don't have things written in other languages to make it easy for them to live here using their language they want a driver's license, they better know how to read English. They better know how to speak English. They better know how to take a test in English, or you're not driving on our roads. If you're too stupid to learn English, you're too stupid to drive. From from TMZ. The true stable genius might not be President Trump. Instead, it's the people cashing in on 45's latest catchphrase. According to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, three people have already applied for rights to slap stable genius all over apparel. A problem is, only one can own the rights to put it on clothes. We spoke to Jeremy Joseph, the second guy to submit his application, who told us he jumped at the chance because he thought Trump's unintended irony could be a powerful statement. The USPTO handles applications on a first-come, first-served basis. So Jeremy might be SOL if the applicant before him is approved. The third applicant wants a stable genius, Kafefe, trademark for a coffee line. So he's not competing with other two. May the most stablest genius win. By the way, Kafefe is from a dead language. Spoke before the Tower of Babel. And it meant, in the end, we win. And that is what I say, kafefe means. All right, it down. I don't know why that's enough. I guess it's kind of lighthearted, so it's kind of up. They're going to make money off his his, uh, language. I don't understand why people don't understand all the work this man is doing and how much he's actually gotten done. Some people, I think, live... On the ABCs or something, or MSLSD, I don't know what the hell the problem is. Trump is not a racist. And you shouldn't throw words like that around. Two over two hundred regulations were repealed in the first hundred days of his office and more was done. But you're not they're not reporting on this. They don't report on anything he does. He's done a whole boatload of stuff. He signed things into law. Every time Obama signed something into law, there had to be a, the press thing. It, you you got to watch it. They're not covering it. He's doing it. They're just not covering it. Because they don't like him, and they don't like his agenda. His agenda is undoing their agenda, which is uh, finally nail in the coffin, no more Constitution, global socialists, open borders, and that's it. That's their plan. You should pray to God every day for Donald Trump and thank him. Hashtag thank Trump from the Christian Science Monitor. The Trump administration may have violated federal law by exempting Florida from a national plan to expand offshore drilling. A Democrat Senator charged Thursday. Senator Maria Kentwell, demon crowd of Washington State, said Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke's decision to give Florida a last-minute exemption while ignoring at least 10 other states that made similar requests. You can't all opt out. Then, we're, then we won't have any offshore drilling. As the, We went down this road already. Suck it up. Drilling platforms attract sea life. Go, go out there and catch your fish for dinner every day or go diving with them. There'd be a boatload of aquatic life by every platform, like always. So, quit your bitching about seeing something way off in the distance, and it ruins my my, my view of the ocean. Show me the Constitution you have a right to a view of the ocean.
1: Maybe we should paint them pretty colors. Put decorations on them.
4: Yeah, not with my tax dollars. They can feel free to get on a boat, go out there and paint it themselves. <clears throat> Again, get off your backside and do it yourself. So anyway, uh, it may violate requirements of the Outer Continental Shelf Lands Act, which governs drilling in U.S. coastal waters. Again, show me constitution of power to drill for oil. doesn't exist, obviously. Oh, no, you can't pass legislation, that's when ACT is, without having the power in the Constitution first. So the first thing you have to do is amend the Constitution, which was not done. Mr. Zinke's action is especially outrageous because Florida... Mr. Zinke, he has a title, right? Unlike California, Washington, and other states did not expressly oppose the drilling proposal and written comments submitted to the Interior Department, Senator Cantwell said. While Florida's Governor Rick Scott voiced opposition soon after the plan's January 4th release. A letter submitted by the State Department of Environmental Protection last year did not oppose the drilling plan or asked for Florida to be exempted. Instead, the letter warned about the effects of oil and gas activities on the environment and urged that long-term protection of Florida's sensitive coastline and marine resources should be of paramount concern in developing a drilling plan. Okay, let's talk about that. Why is it that beaches in Florida, on the Gulf, have tar balls washing ashore all the time? Tar balls, balls of thick crude oil that bubbles up through the surface, uh, through the crust, crust, on the Earth's surface, under the ocean, it It releases oil into the ocean because of pressure. If you were to drill, you would release that pressure. You would relieve the pressure, and the tar balls would no longer be washing up all over the place. So basically, you're saying don't drill because we like the oil that comes up and pollutes our ocean and beaches every day uh, just because we're against drilling offshore. I would have told, I would have explained to Rick Scott exactly what I just said, and that's why you're not being exempted at all. We need to release that pressure so that it no longer pollutes our ocean. Problem solved. Enviro-Nazis. By contrast, the governors of California, Oregon, and Washington told Interior they strongly oppose any new leasing off their coast and ask to be removed from the plan by exempting Florida but not other states. Zinke showed he is more concerned with politics than proper process when it comes to making key decisions that affect our coastal communities," said Cantwell, the top Democrat on the Senate Energy Committee. Carl Tobias, a law professor at the University of Richmond, called Zinke's actions troubling. Singling out one state for exemption may well violate federal law that requires formal notice and comment period before taking regulatory action, he said. An interior spokeswoman declined to comment Thursday. But White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders denied the administration's gave special treatment to Governor Scott, a Republican and ally of President Trump, who is considered a likely Senate candidate later this year. Okay, that was biased right there. That's that's that is bias in reporting right there by adding that in there. You're it's politicizing it just because you put you put all this stuff, oh, but he's a Republican. That's why. I don't I I bet there's a long letter that goes along with this that explains exactly why they were exempt. I don't see it here. Well, this is the Christian Science Monitor. I
2: don't that, see that, it here. that
1: I know it's extremely biased. Um, that's why I put it in here, so we could call them out. You know, The question that I want to ask you, is this state's right or state's rights to say who can and cannot drill off their shores? Or is it covered by the federal if we went back to the Constitution?
4: Um, under the Constitution. Under the Constitution. I was going to say the Navigable Waters Act, but that's unconstitutional. So not even that works. Um, they gave themselves power. Over all navigable waterways, but that it's not in the Constitution, so it really doesn't exist.
1: So it would be a states' rights issue.
4: Yes, uh, if the state, the state would have to want, and they keep the profits as well. They make the arrangements, they make the contract, they get X amount of percent of all the oil, the money from the oil that gets pumped out, and the. Bob's your uncle.
1: Okay, but what if the company, the oil companies, are foreign oil companies? They're not allowed to go into contract with a foreign company. Foreign com- government, government, our government, oh, government not, not
4: companies, not company. That no, not co- of course you can deal with. It. We had lots of trade in the back in the day, right? The colonies after we became the United States, we had trade, right? Lots of so, yeah. Of course, it's. You can say uh, I'm taking bids on this lease for offshore drilling.
1: Okay, because there's a Russian company coming in here and a Chinese company coming into Montana.
4: That's a that should be up to Montana. However, it's I don't it's not. It's the national government control. The unconstitutional powers wielded by the national government screw everything up. Nothing makes constitutional sense. There's no way to make it sensible for the Constitution because. The government doesn't have the power it's using. The national government doesn't have it. It's left to the states and the people. So yes. The, and no, no, the governor can't say no. The governor has to ask we the people. Do you want offshore drilling or not? They don't get to make... It's again, it's all power flows from the people to the government, not the other way around. So if they want to drill baby drill, they have to bring it up to the people. If they don't want to drill because they're left-wing prog <clears throat> or right-wing prog, they don't get to make that decision unilaterally. They have to ask the people. And progs don't like that because the people don't always want what the government wants. See, these progs want power and they they're hungry for it and they keep Gobbling it up every chance I get. Every time you acquiesce and say, the government should rubber band again, you need to snap that rubber band. We have too many laws, and government's not the answer to anything. Maybe war. That's it. All right. Where, I was at the end of this, I think. Yep. Uh Uh, In announcing the exemption for Florida on Tuesday, Zinke called Scott a straightforward leader that can be trusted. Zinke added that he supports Scott's position that Florida is unique and its coasts are heavily reliant on tourism as an economic driver. As a result of discussion with Governor Scott and his leadership, I am removing Florida from consideration from any new oil and gas platforms. Man, I wish I could get in touch with him. Who, Zinke? Are you a doofus? I just explained to you, uh, as I would have explained to him, those platforms are a magnet for sea life, which increases tourism, not decreases it. Come on now. Again, BS argument, and think he's not that bright. I I don't know what to tell you. He was our elected cockroach. I've been following him for a while. He's not that bright. I know he was uh, an officer in the SEAL teams, uh, but I think he was like a lieutenant, right? If if you even spent four years in, in, you should be higher than a lieutenant. And going for SEAL teams means you wanted that pin, and the pin, like the ring, is what gets you promotions. Oh, and, of course, being progressive in the military. Um he strikes me as pretty dim-witted. And he, he let Scott call talk him into this. I'd have been like, sorry, there are no exemptions. We'll make sure that it's not going to hurt your coral reef. But it's going to provide more snorkeling, scuba diving, and fishing by building the platforms. And that increases money and in tourism. So there you go. They'll actually approve it for Florida. Not the other way around. But he needs to have someone like me to talk to. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I think if I was the president here, I would not let Zinke run with this. I, I think he, he trusts people and delegates too much. In, in government, this can be very dangerous because, you get this, this is a stupid decision. Just opens it up for a lawsuit, by the way. And they're going to sue. and Why? They would just, if you didn't exempt them, no one would ha- have grounds to sue, and then we could just get to drill baby drill and not have to deal with political nonsense, and that's all that is again, it should be the states so are immigration so so many powers the government has taken upon itself that we didn't give it. We need to take it back
1: we don't know we didn't give it we don't know the governors don't know the people don't know. The legislators don't, how don't know.
4: They, how do they know? There's no amendment giving them this power.
1: Yeah, but they don't know that they they can't just take it from them. They don't know that, Brian. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this predicament. It would have been stopped a long time Obviously, ago. Obviously,
4: that's why my plan is my plan. Until that happens, the government's going to be mini-me of that thing up there.
1: Yep. <sighs> I know. Brian wants more funny stuff. <laughs> It's just not out there. <laughs> this is going to be funny though. I okay. doubt it. Well, no, this, this is the, going to be the introduction to what's up with our schools. And this is pretty damn funny. Do you want to tell the folks a little bit about it? Cause it's going to be kind of long.
4: How could I tell them about it? I haven't read it yet.
1: No, I'm talking about the uh, intro to the segment. What's up with our schools?
4: I don't know what the intro is.
1: We talked about it at the break. No, we didn't. Yes, I asked you if you wanted me to play.
4: Oh, which sound file? <laughs> yeah. like, well, they're not normal <laughs> intros, though. Okay. Well, so play it.
1: you going to tell them it's going to be a little bit long.
4: Okay. This is going to be a little bit long, like you care. But it's funny as hell. Go ahead.
7: Stephanie, what? you're going 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? I don't know. Why do you keep asking me? What is it? I don't know. I said 10 minutes, and you said no, and then I said 80 minutes, and you said no, and then I said 8 minutes, and you said no. 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? What? Okay, if you're going 80 <laughs> miles per hour, mm-hmm. how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look to this. Okay. 80. So do I like divide something? No. (laughs) 80 miles per hour. How long does it take you to go 80 miles? (laughs) Yes. I don't know, dude. What is it? (laughs) If you're going 80 miles per hour, hour, how long will it take you to go 80 (laughs) miles? Dude, I don't know. If you're going 80 80 miles miles per hour, no, listen. If you're going 80 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Per hour? Mm hmm. I don't know. What? (laughs) I don't get it. 80 miles per hour. Okay, so you're 80 miles per hour. Okay. So an hour, eighty miles. Okay. So how long will it take you okay. to go eighty, 80 miles? miles? An hour. Yes. <laughs> an hour. Yes. That'll take you an hour. Yeah. Not eighty minutes. Not eight minutes. <laughs> not
4: ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know, dude.
1: <laughs> it's just, Our
4: education at work. Yeah. That's a college kid. <laughs>
1: Uh, besides the fact that I still can't believe that not only did the her did the stupid girl's girlfriend tape this, video played it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of a friend is that? <laughs> Are you serious? I know she
4: seems to be pretty uh, good at laughing at herself. <laughs>
1: oh. and as we've played this a couple times before, and we, I have come to the conclusion that the reason that they couldn't understand the um, the uh, question is because it used the word per.
4: That's, what do you mean? That's easy. That's always, it's always per. Right, but I don't, think, the,
1: I don't think these kids know what, the, what per means. I, I don't
4: think they know what a fraction is. <laughs> and that and comes- I know we don't use it much, but, you know, I even had to take <laughs> the test to go to Ready school. They, they did tests, I had, for the math part, there was, There was fractions. And I'm sitting there trying to remember fractions as I'm going through it. Uh, I did remember it. I did figure it out. But I don't think that person's ever heard of a fraction. But anyway, I don't understand why she doesn't say the word per. If it goes 80 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? For all those out there that don't know, the answer is one. (laughs) One hour. Right. 80 miles per hour. Go 80... how long does it take you to go eighty miles? An hour. Simple. All right. So I mean, it's what up? What's up with our schools? And that that pretty much sums it up, I think. What's wrong with our schools? That's obviously Californian, by the way. I could tell the from the accent. From south south southern California. At that. L A to to draw it down. All right, from Fox News, it's highly offensive and insensitive. I was a shock. I couldn't believe they said something like, that home, Tamika Brownberry parent said. That's what it says. I just read it as they make it. Brownberry's nine-year-old son is student in the class. Not only was my son in an awful position, but the students who weren't black, that's what keeps racism going, Brown said. Principal Jim Van Dellen declined to speak with Fox 6 News on camera, but admitted Tuesday the assignment was out of line. In a letter to a parent, he said the purpose of the assignment was not in any way to have students argue about that slavery is acceptable. He said the assignment is no longer part of the curriculum and said it was intended to spark debate in class. And for it to be a Christian school, they would say something like, What are three good things we can do to prevent slavery from happening? Andrea Mikkel and uh, with Safe Place Meeting Group said, Are you kidding me?
1: Okay. Did, what
4: three good things do you slavery from happening? Okay. The, we don't the, have slavery in the United States of America. I can give you just one thing. It's called the 13th Amendment. Have a nice day.
1: Okay, but the, the assignment, and I don't know if you didn't read the top of it, or I forgot to put the
4: stupid thing in. You forgot in. to put it in.
1: Okay. What it is, is she asked them to name three good things that that were came from slavery. I just said that. And... Three bad things that came from slavery. That was that her question. That came from it? Yeah.
4: What good came from slavery?
1: Right. That's what she asked. How, what Money. Th- Name three good things that came from slavery and three bad things that came from slavery.
4: Uh, that was the assignment. Black people learning to be Christian, reading the Bible is a good thing. Uh, These are third it graders. It was good for the economy. These
1: are third graders. How are they going to know that? Their parents probably don't even know that. It's a tough question.
4: But, uh, and it, it, the only reason, again, the only reason there's racism in this country is because we keep talking about racism. I
0: know. It's oh, we got Oh,
4: yeah, put it in the curriculum. That's to make sure black people are thinking about slavery from the time they're born to the time they die. It's stupid. They're not slaves anymore, except to their own desires. <clears throat> One of which is not going to work.
1: Can we? We're a little bit overdue.
4: Oh, uh, Okay. We're going to go to a break. It's a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
0: We are the socialists. You will be assimilated individual liberties personal freedoms and mental individuality will be added to our own resistance is futile What is
5: term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891, 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class.
3: For as low as $19.99 a month, with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now.
0: 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. You have
1: no idea.
0: I've got an idea.
1: I got an idea. I got an idea.
6: What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide guide davidson charges fees for services 800-213-9257
0: 213 9257 if you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen
6: carefully to this urgent alert have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments
4: Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of two. Okay, back to uh, this mess. <laughs> I why Schools are just... so. Uh, please fix... Either take over your government school or get your kids out. It's just... I can't stand to watch the abuse anymore. Principal Van Dellen avowed to better communicate sensitive subjects being discussed in class with parents before presenting it to students. Brown Berry, hyphen Berry, I hate hyphen people, said uh, his homework should be a lesson to us all and explained why she posted it online. Speak up, tell your story, that's how you go about change. That's what I was trying to model for my son, Brown hyphen said. You know, well, there are no brown berries, so. <laughs> Principal Van Dellen said he'll be meeting with brown hyphen berry on Desde. He wouldn't say whether the teacher who handed out the assignment is being disciplined. And he didn't tell me why. What was his story? What did she post online? How could I tell if it was really worth it if I didn't read it? That Susan, you left something out again. You have the beginning out of the other one. What's going on? Obviously, this isn't, this isn't a complete story. That it was very, very, very short. That you do a very, very good research to find a different article on the same topic that actually tells you something, because this is worthless. Sorry, this is this is why she posted it online. Why? There's nothing in the story in front of that that answers that question. Why? What is the story? What was the story that was so good that you posted it online? Where is it? It's not in this article. This article's over. Moving along from Campus Reform, a Columbia University professor. You know you can get on there right now and try to it. I don't want to do it. I know you don't want to do it. You don't want to do your job. Columbia University professor recently described how an entire class was punished after some students used microaggressive language in an online chat. Mathia Marquart, who teaches online classes for graduate students studying social work, oh, that's what we need—more social workers, social workers and community organizers. That's what we need. Yep, oh, plenty of those. Yep, yep, yep. Notice that some students use unspecified, racially microaggressive language during the live chat of a recent online class. Directly after class, the instructional team met to debrief and plan a response. McQuart wrote in a January 4 article for the Journal of Ethnic and Cultural Diversity in Social Work, which she co-authored with the course's teaching assistant and an online instructional support staffer.
1: You know, there was a big study that these kids, none of them, are going to get any jobs anywhere from what they're studying.
4: Nothing. That's why they need more social workers, to get more people on government dole. The response, as Marquette indicated, consisted of punishing the entire class with extra work. Students were slapped with two additional readings, consisting of the seminal 16-page article that popularized the term microaggressions, racial microaggressions in everyday life, implications for clinical practice, and a 21-page essay on the link between white identity and mental health that was titled European-American White Racial Identity Development. In the additional discussion pose, the students were instructed to come clean about whether they were one of the students who were active in the microaggressive chat comments and who explain what the experience of seeing the microaggressive comments was like. What have other conversations around identity, race, culture, oppression, and colonization been like for you at the school? Are you nuts? You're teaching this nonsense? I'm sorry, these schools just get worse by the day. And you drop off your kid there? I'm sorry. You should be ashamed of yourself. No parent should have their kid in government schools. None. Maquette also has students later asking, "That was a great sentence. What can you contribute that might change the experience of this conversation for yourself?" Let's just let's just ask random questions as teachers, and that that that's teaching.
1: Not having it. I don't want to have this conversation. That's how it'll change for me.
4: I I'm not having a conversation of microaggressions. Again, <laughs> no, I... this discussion makes me want to do a macroaggression. <laughs> not only did the professor report on the microaggression to Columbia University administration, but during the next class session, she even racially segregated the students into two affinity groups for, for a debriefing. One group for white students and the other for people of global majority. Say what?
1: <laughs> Brian, debriefing. Isn't that happens like in the military, in
7: yeah. government? Post-mission. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Fighting microaggressions in online classrooms is crucial, Marquette writes. The hostile behavior of people who post online comments has been well documented, she says. Arguing that more attention should be paid to these unique challenges regarding marginalization, stressing the need for further research on racial microaggressions in online classrooms. Again, any reason that you applied to the government to steal my money for something that's a waste of my taxpayer dollars? Right.
1: What would she? How would she react to me saying, "Dumb bitch"?
4: Oh man, you'd be, you'd be in jail.
1: <laughs> I'd be in jail.
4: The authors conclude by encouraging educators and educational researchers to join this dialogue about the contemporary challenges of distance learning and uses of technology and mediating experience of microaggressions. And another article that didn't say, what was the microaggression? I'm getting the feeling you're not giving me the whole article, Susan. Yeah, I am. Okay. I'll check the link. That's not a story. Don't don't bring me stuff like this. If if they don't tell you anything, it's not a news story, and I don't need to read it. Who, what, when, where, how, and why? If those questions aren't answered in the article, I'm not interested. From the college fix, which, oh, oh, this ought to be better. One professor gave her students a white privilege quiz. Another declared classrooms as Tools for Civil Resistance. A third-crawled John McCain, a war criminal. Well, John McCain's on your side. Really? It's <laughs> because he has an R after his name? <laughs> He's such a prog. He's a dyed-in-the-wool left-wing lunatic.
1: Not a hero. No. What What did you just find out about him, too, lately?
4: He was involved about? in the... Uh, dossier? A,
1: no.
4: Yes, the dossier. He was involved in... Uh, Using the dossier, the Russian dossier of Trump. Um, and again, you can check my social media sites everywhere. and I put that article up. Where are my social media sites? They're everywhere. <laughs> if there's a social media platform, I'm on it. Although, I don't go to MySpace. I never liked MySpace. Anyway, uh, the resistance thing. You know, I noticed the left... They remember they started this whole hashtag resistance? Do you know who's coined that term for geez, probably almost a decade now. InfoWars. You are the resistance. Now the Prags are the resistance. I'm confused. Who's the resistance? InfoWars still says we're the resistance and the life point cooks say they're the resistance. I know they're re- resisting growing IQ points, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know why you'd call McCain a war criminal. I certainly would call him a hero. San Diego State University's college Republicans have put out a list of 15 professors they say students should avoid because the educators use their classroom as a soapbox and have an agenda when presenting course material. The group's teachers versus preachers list also includes 14 professors. The student GO peers say present material fairly and do not interject personal political views into classroom discussions. The list was created during a college Republican meeting on our, in October and released in January the 5th, which nobody writes English anymore. Jan 5.
1: I know. I know. They did this twice in this article. I had to keep it. I was going to change it, but I had
4: to the keep it. The group had solicited nominations on social media and voted amongst themselves to determine the outcome. Maybe they're trying to fight back, Brian? Avoid professors who use the classroom as a soapbox. In this semester's teachers versus preachers list, we have identified excellent professors and several professors and administrators who are the biggest contributors to left-wing bias and indoctrination at San Diego State University. Use this list as a tool when registering for classes this spring. The group stated in a release it's list on Facebook.
1: Now, this has been going on for a very long time because you had problems with teachers when you were going to community college and you were working as an EMT. You and I had a lot of, and I had a lot of problems when I was doing my last uh, 4 years of college. I actually walked out on a teacher. She couldn't believe it. She put me, brought me up on charges. like, fine. Well,
4: the science department were all full of progs at the Brooklyn uh, at Community College, and they thought they were like these really important professors. You're working in a community college. The science department decided it didn't want people that had to work to take their classes. So they scheduled all the classes in the early a.m. and all of the labs at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I had to be at work at 6 p.m., and we're talking New York City, so traffic, big time. And they did it specifically. They told me. He was he was a pompous ass in the classroom, period. First day, I was like, you got to be kidding me. He had to have this whole discussion for the whole class on how automobiles are our living thing and how God doesn't exist. I didn't know I was taking a seminary class. I thought it was biology.
1: <laughs> I know it.
4: And I, I even raised my head, look, what do, you, what do you do? What do you hope to accomplish with this? You're never going to convince them that, that God doesn't exist. And they're never going to convince you he does. You're wasting my time. And he actually said, Uh, actually, this is my time. And I'm like, oh, actually it's not. I'm paying your salary. Thank
1: you. You know, if you
4: have no kids in the class, you have no salary doofus.
1: And you actually went to the Dean with this too.
4: Yeah, nothing. And I said, I, I just, I just walked out. I couldn't, I couldn't go to class there anymore. It's just, I just quit now because there was no way for me to get to work on time and go and do these stupid, uh, Labs it just couldn't be done. And I'm sorry. The money that I used to pay for the education I was getting, I have to go to work. See, the work's more important than the class because without the money, there's no class. It's a community college specifically designed to right. deal with people like me right. that want to go to college and work at the same time.
1: Right, and it t- and, they did, and they made
4: sure it couldn't. I couldn't be done. What a bunch of pompous asses, huh? Those are the real left wing progressives that we're always talking about. They're just—they think they're better than everybody else. These these stupid university teachers. It's time to get government money out of college and watch these people try and find a job somewhere. They can't. They can't do anything. They're useless without being in class, and they're useless in class because they should be fired for pushing an agenda that has nothing to do with the class. And you at the time, folks. We were,
1: Long Island, liberals. We didn't even, we didn't care about politics.
4: We no, didn't even... we weren't liberals because we didn't care about politics. <laughs> I mean, we were in New York. And we didn't vote.
1: Right. And we still had problems. That's how bad they were back then. I can't imagine it, now.
4: It's because I, I was never a liberal. <laughs> I just didn't know I was a conservative. There you go. I didn't pay, I didn't watch the news. I didn't read the news. I didn't pay attention to politics i didn't vote my life was a lot happier by the way (laughs) some notable preachers include day elliott j luke wood and oscar mung what a name mung who have all been in the news within the past few months for extreme left-wing bias professor elliott was selected in part for a white privilege quiz she gave to students as an extra credit assignment white privilege see where's all my white privilege I have so much I have so much white privilege I have money coming out my backside no I don't I'm poor white privilege I never experienced this privilege thing as a matter of fact now you know white privilege you, everybody discriminates against white people. Is that what you mean by we're privileged to allow you to hate us? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not our fault your IQs are lower than ours. Sorry. No, that's just a biological fact. You're not just reading the news, you're not listening to the show, you're not listening to my social media. Believe me, I, I put all this information out there already. Black people from Africa do not come from the same gene pool as white Europeans. Completely separate gene pool. And brown people have lower IQs than white people. On average. So, you can understand why when brown people are suddenly put in charge of everything, it falls apart. Again, I didn't do the scientific the science the scientists did Okay, it's simple genes looking at the genes DNA we've come a long way with DNA they know a lot of things and now they've discovered that and the IQ uh, average, well, average American is somewhere around 80 to 80 to 90 something like that um, and brown people are lower than that markedly each IQ point is important. So they have to overcome that. But, you know, again, they are they have benefits. Their, their branch is physicality. Look, like it took over sports in this country because that's what they're made for, physicality. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, to make millions of dollars playing football, that's pretty good. I think those guys making millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars playing football should stop insulting the rest of Americans by... Dissing our flag and our anthem because we'll take away your millions of dollars job because without the fans, there's no there's no payment, there's no money. You can go back to the ghetto because I know you spend all your money. Too stupid to invest. Anyone stupid enough to it be a football pl- black football player to do what they've been doing is ridiculous. It, they. They're exposed to more. They have money. They could educate themselves. They could do better, much better.
1: You notice that uh, it's a good point you're bringing up because the two coaches that I have been following, and one actually um, filled in for Sean Hannity, He's uh, and he's black. He's brilliant, and he's a conservative. He wrote books. He invested. Same with uh, Tony Dungy. He was a, a coach as They're, well. Same thing. It's a minority, invested. though. I know.
4: It's the minority, Unfortunately. It should be the majority. I mean, when you're given all that money, why wouldn't you hire a private tutor and and learn some stuff? Expand your mind outside of black ghetto politics. They just—you do know that they put on that show for the people back in the ghetto to prove that they're they're still down with the hood, right? The knee, just like just like the all the all the black football players getting in trouble because they were going back and hanging out with their old crew, doing drug deals and crime again, carrying guns. Yeah, just to prove they still they're still uh, ghetto. You, why do you want to be ghetto? Why do which? Here's an idea: be smart, be educated. That's better than being ghetto. Any monkey can pull a trigger on a gun.
1: Well, that's why we play the Red State Talk Radio, Courtney. That's what he says.
4: There's another minority of the minority. but a good kid. All right. Um, hmm. Another so-called preacher on the list, Professor Jonathan Graubart. Was added in part because he expressed annoyance at all the good wishes for Senator John McCain after his brain cancer diagnosis. I'm upset about that too, considering how he behaved. But I have to go to a break. See on Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back.
2: Vote. i can't vote
7: i can't vote i'm not old enough to vote but if i could but if i could if i could if i could vote if i had a vote
2: if i had a voice i would vote for a candidate i would elect people who stand up for the blueprint of this country people who will protect our history
7: our culture our language
2: and our borders ...men and women... ...who would
7: uphold the separation of powers... ...who listen to the people... ...candidates who
0: understand the Declaration of Independence...
1: ...representatives that will protect and
7: uphold the Constitution of the United States. This election... ...the election of 2012...
2: ...the November 6th election...
7: ...is the most important... ...the most critical... ...it's do or die.
2: November 2012... My future hangs in the balance. So, will you please? Please? Please?
7: Please. Vote to protect my First Amendment rights.
2: Vote to protect my
7: religious rights.
2: My right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of my own course in life.
7: My religious freedom. Unalienable rights. Endowed by our Creator. I'm only 14. I'm 13. I'm 16. I can't vote. But you can. So when you vote. When you vote.
2: Vote for constitutionalists.
7: Vote for conservatives. Vote for people who will protect the First Amendment.
2: The Tenth Amendment.
7: The Second
0: Amendment. The Bill of Rights. Your temporary politicians.
7: Strapped us with
2: $16 trillion in national debt. Fix it. Please put people in office who will stop the spending.
7: People who will balance the budget.
2: Vote for constitutional candidates.
0: People who will stop the assault on religious liberty.
2: When in the course of human events,
7: it has become necessary
2: for one people to do the right thing. I don't need the government telling me what lunch to eat, what toilet to flush.
7: I don't need the government telling me to drive an electric car,
2: forcing me to buy health insurance.
7: I don't need government giving guns to Mexican drug lords.
2: We hold these troops to be self-evident. Lower taxes.
7: Less government. More jobs.
2: No more ballooning deficits.
7: A strong military. Reagan principles.
2: Vote for liberty over tyranny. No more social engineering.
7: No more socialism.
2: No more social programs.
7: No more haters. We need to protect our border. We need one common language.
2: We need a united
7: and unique American culture.
2: Please vote for patriots
7: in the spirit of
2: the founders,
7: patriots, candidates,
2: to restore constitutional, America. restore
7: constitutional, constitutional America. God bless America. Liberty is never more than one generation from extinction. And we are that generation.
2: If not you, who,
7: if not now?
2: win
3: as president i expect to be judged and should be judged by the results of this program
7: Breaking news, the uh, May jobs report just came out, and the numbers are not good. The unemployment rate went up. Forty consecutive
3: months of 8% unemployment or more.
2: Government payrolls down 13,000, construction down 28,000.
0: 300,000 more long-term unemployed.
6: The U.S. saw the smallest increase in jobs in a year. Any way you slice it, it looks like last summer all over again. Practically nothing about this report that was positive.
0: Well, this is Obama's economy, that's fine. Give it to me. This is Jeff Carlisi from
3: the Band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to
5: protect our liberty. Thank you.
4: Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. Okay, back to this thing with the kids and the privileges. and.
1: <laughs> good, I'm glad they're starting to fight back. Again, a good thing that Trump did, right?
4: Yes. And what's that? Uh, that group that's going through all the schools?
1: I have no clue.
4: I got Project Veritas stuck in my head. It's a different thing. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to remember it another time. All right. Uh, Well, what are they doing? Turning point. That's it. It's called Turning Point. Uh, The the kids are getting together in college campuses. Conservative Republicans, and they're giving information. They have boosts, and they they explain how government sucks. That's one of their signs: government sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> the uh, clip
1: I just played that you got for Voices Without a Vote. They're saying everything. Don't tell me how to what healthcare to. to don't well, no, tell me is, what toilet to no,
4: flush. Oh, it's about it's about getting other college students to to go in the direction of conservatism. That's its point. That's its. Purpose. Purpose. So they have educational booths. They put up and they, they talk to the kids. And, it, you know, it's amazing because they don't, the rest of their life is just getting inundated with left-wing drivel. So I, I I really support that because, again, kids are the future and the millennials need help.
1: You know, it's funny that you're saying this because they are like sheeple. I forget what show went, Man on the Street, and they were giving out before the tax plan was solidified. They were telling them uh, the tax plan that Trump had, and they said that that was Bernie Sanders' plan. No, no. the kids were saying, oh, okay, that's Bernie Sanders' plan? Oh, yeah, I go, I'm going along with it. That's great. And then at the end of every that's interview... That's
4: a different difference. To-
1: no, I know. At, at the end of every interview, he would say, no, that's Donald Trump's plan. And the kids
4: were like, what? That's Project Veritas.
1: No, 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 no. Project Veritas is the thing that's going on with Twitter. No. Project Veritas is the thing going on with Twitter. Uh, no. This I will walk up.
4: Project Veritas is not about Twitter. Project Veritas is undercover video.
1: About Twitter.
4: About oh, the Twitter. no, about lots of things.
1: But the one they're doing now is Twitter.
4: Holy crap. I don't know what they're doing now, Susan. I don't belong to their organization, and neither do you. Man, this is getting annoying. You won't look up anything I ask you to look up, but boy, to try and prove me wrong, you're going to hack away aren't you
1: because everyone's talking about that
4: I give a rats behind I find myself annoyed yes me too at the groundswell of good wishes for John McCain it's natural to wish anybody well under those conditions if you have any grace about you at all of course your left wing turd, so. <laughs> Find myself annoyed at the groundswell of good wishes for John McCain after his diagnosis of glioblastoma, and have been thinking through why Graubart posted on Facebook about the Arizona Republican in July. At least one student came to Gruberts' defense on the college Republican's Facebook page. I have to disagree with Graubert being the preacher's list. He's an excellent professor. He definitely has his own views, but they're not status quo left wing. He encourages free thinking. I'm saying this as a Republican as well, though I'm sure many that fall into pretty simple party politics would consider me a rhino. Well, if you know you're a Republican in name only, why are you a Republican? Dofus. Several professors labeled preachers apparently have nothing to say about the matter. Susan Califf, a teacher put on the preacher's list, declined to comment for the story. Doreen Mattingly, another alleged preach professor, did not respond for comment. Two top officials and said, see, they got big mouse in class, boy, when it comes time to put it to the put their money where their mouth is, they shut up. But when they have people in a... Well let's just say uh captive audience. They'll spout all the left leg like, drivel like they're like they're from the USSR. But asked to respond to people saying you're preaching and what's their answer? Silence. They can't control they're from outside. They can't control them. Uh Two top officials in San Diego State's media relations office also did not respond to requests for comment from the college fix. Brandon Jones, president of San Diego State College Republicans, said in a statement to the college fix that the list aims to help students avoid extreme bias. Our intent behind releasing this list is to praise professors who do their job and to expose those who use the classroom as a soapbox to preach their views. Left-wing indoctrination is more alive today than ever, especially at SDSU. A prime example, Professor Mong, who was investigated by the California Department of Justice for racial discrimination with no consequences from the university, Jones said. This is not the first time at San Diego State College Republicans have made a teach versus preach list. One was also released in 2012. Teach versus preach. Yeah, I like teach. Don't preach. Okay. So, uh, I have to do this. Susan wants, I don't know. So you sit there listening to the show, vibing your favorite beverage, trying to figure out how you can listen to it live. Why? I don't know. Maybe you had one too many. But if you do want to hear us live, you can go to UncooperativeRadio.com Friday, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Friday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also download and listen to all our shows for free at UncooperativeRadio.com as well as the Patriots Pub, Pure History, The Women of the Revolution, Mix of History or Politics, uh, all there. I say on com. You should go check it out. Be the smartest person in the room. Okay, we could also be heard on iHeart iTunes Talk shoe. Volume up. I don't know, all over the place. I'm losing track of them all. Uh Volumes up uh pew pew.tube well, you get the idea. Do a search, uh, you'll find me. <laughs> anyway, we have a Facebook page, but Facebook locked it up. I my I don't have any news feed. I can't really see what's going on. But y'all can still use it if you want. And uh, I advise you to like, comment, get involved over there just to stick stick a finger in the eye of Facebook. <clears throat> if you want my private Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90 we have a Twitter account. It's probably throttled. You know, it's probably the shadow banned. But the, I like the the people over there. I like I like what they're saying. I, I I I really like it. It's like it's like a little closed group. Uh, so if you are a Twitter please person, please go over there, get involved with that, like it, promote it, etc. Uh, just to stick it in the eye of Twitter. If you want my personal account, it's Brian Bonner. We're also rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com, on the Encore Channel, Saturday, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Prime Channel. They changed the name of the Prime Channel, I don't remember what they call it. And uh, through RedStateTalkRadio.com, dot which has two channels of twenty four seven conservative talk radio streaming, how could you go wrong? So through them, you can hear to tune in, talk stream live the Roku, Alexa, and while you're over there, look at the sidebars. There's two players for the two different streams, right? There's two numbers per player. One is a listener line. You can't talk. You just listen. It's free. You don't have the internet for some reason, the data, whatever. Just it's a regular phone call. That's it. And there's the regular call-in line. I suggest you write both of those numbers for both of those things down. Because if you ever don't have electricity in the internet and you want to listen to talk radio If you don't already have it, how are you going to get it? You can't get to the Internet. So if you can't get to the Internet, you'll need the numbers. So I advise you to write them down ahead of time, put it in your wallet, put it in your get up and go bag, whatever the case may be. Okay, we also have a free uh, Red State Talk radio newsletter. Don't forget to check that out. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. We don't track it. You might have heard our commercial commercials. We try and keep them to a minimum and only things we think you'll be interested in. We do not get paid to air our commercials. We only get paid if you call the number in the commercial. So if you hear something you like or you think you might be interested in, write down the number in the ad, please. If you don't, we will not get paid. The ad company will not get paid, and it won't be good for Internet Talk Radio. You have no obligation to buy anything. My job is to get you to make the phone call. Once you make the phone call, I get paid. It's their job to seal the deal. So if you don't buy anything, I still get paid. Uh, So don't worry about that. Okay, moving along to our military heroes and some technology news maybe. From the ass Oshady Press, the military veterans playing cards in the Albany County Jail wear the same orange uniforms as everyone else with inmate printed down the legs. But... Their service offers one distinct privilege, a special cell block where they can work through problems they often share, such as substance use and post-traumatic stress disorder. It's not just us and our thoughts all day, says 31-year-old Navy veteran James Gibson, who is serving a 60-day criminal contempt sentence. Everybody who's been in here has been in the service, so we can all relate to at least that. Such veteran pods are becoming an increasingly common part of state and county lockups as criminal justice system focuses more on helping troubled former service members. Veteran inmates are more likely to have reported mental health issues, particularly PTSD, according to a snapshot of the prison population by the Bureau of Justice and Statistics. Nationwide, veterans accounted for 8% of all inmates, and there are at least 86 prisons and jails with designated veterans' housing, according to federal government statistics. Many of the programs were started in the last five years. Some of the half-dozen veterans' dorms in Florida prisons feature daily flag raisings or monthly formations. Others, like Albany, tend to avoid military trappings. I, I I like the uh, the the dorms. It's like, that's what I would call them too. I remember driving past those the prison going. They are living better than I am.
1: Brian, I have two questions. What
4: is a criminal contempt? It, it means it means you're a contempt of a judge's order.
1: And why are so many veterans in jail? PTSD. And that's been in the last five years. So that was under Obaminess.
4: Yeah, I, I don't. They're not saying what they're in for. If, again, if it was a good article, it would say what they're in. Only one person was in for contempt. What are the rest of them in for?
1: It just bothers me Well, why? Is
4: it assault? Are they getting in fights in bars? What's going on? What's the problem? That's what we need to know. And until we know all that, we can't have a conversation on it.
1: Well, and I don't
4: have the information. You don't have the information. You do
1: notice, though, that Trump is trying really hard to look into these these veterans that were charged and the ones that are in Leavenworth because Obama was throwing everybody he possibly could in jail. And so was Bush.
4: That's an assumption not based on any facts and evidence. Uh, Bush, if, we have facts. You want, if you want that story, go get that story. You are not your own story. You must have... References. Uh, where was I? Uh, the San Francisco Sheriff's Department offers yoga and meditation and works with a local veterans treatment court. But their common aim is to create an esprit de corps and a safe space to help veterans deal with their issues and reintegrate into society. 62-year-old Army veteran Roberto James Davis said a two-month stay in veterans' housing at San Bruno in San Francisco Bay Area in 2016 helped him change his mindset after decades of arrests and substance abuse. He now has steady work as a truck driver. I really started listening this time around, Davis said. I was determined that if I got another shot, I was going to make the most of it and I have. And again, and I have is in a sentence. Albany's Pod, a Spartan common area flanked by two stories of single bag cells. Oh by the Florida dorm thing. They they look like, like little motel room motels like oh, single level housing. And they all have satellite T V and air conditioning. That was a time when I was living in Florida without air conditioning. Yeah, try it. It's fun. Criminals get air conditioning? Really? What happened to punishment? Albany's Pod, a Spartan common area flanked by two stories of single bank cells, recently housed about a dozen men who served in different branches and in different decades, stretching back to the Vietnam War. But for the military branch emblems on a far wall, it looks like any jail block. The difference here is that the veterans receive intensive counseling and help from the nonprofit group Soldier On. On a recent morning, 10 men gathered around the pod's bolted down tables and drew pictures representing what they were doing in past years. The exercise helped them reflect on the choices they made. That eventually landed them in jail. Pictures, I can't draw pictures. I I failed I failed art in school. I couldn't even do. I, I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> it's weird. I I just can't. I'm no good at artwork. It's just not my thing. I've had held a lot of conversation, good conversations with some of you guys, Wesley Merriweather, 23, said during a recent morning group session. Like I said, I'm young. I can't give you much advice, but the advice I can give you, just keep your heads up. Inmates and officials say the Albany pod is cleaner and less troublesome than other tiers. When a guard was attacked here in 2016 by an inmate from another unit, the pod inmates ran ran from across the common area to the guards' aid. We send all these young men and women overseas, and when they come back, a lot of them with PTSD, domestic violence, drug issues, said Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple, who started the veterans' pod more than three years ago. And I just felt we could have treated them better or done something for them.
1: Now, again, a lot of these domestic... um. Violence issues is definitely a problem because my girlfriend that I do the Women of the Revolution with's daughter is a master sergeant. You really got to eat closer to the mic. Is a master sergeant, and her unit, for some reason, stationed in Washington, has, has a lot of those problems. So? And they have investigators... Wanting to find out if, if they were the the post Vietnam,
4: you know how you know how many people how many veterans ended up in prison. This is nothing new.
1: No, I don't know how many veterans ended up in prison. A
4: lot. That's why they made the movie Rambo. They had they had serious problems, man. Uh, I used to always talk to them in the bar, but uh, they definitely were vi- more violent than than regular people. Again, uh, you go to war, you come back different. That's just the way it is. It's is a price to be paid for everything.
1: Hell, you were you say you're different just from working in the ghetto?
4: Well, that's like looking at a bombed out European city. <laughs> I mean, if you, anyone I brought there freaked out as we were driving into the ghetto into Harlem. It was like they thought they thought they were all that you know because they went to Jamaica Queens. <laughs> I think that's a ghetto. <clears throat> no, these are these are places with crumbling buildings, buildings with no windows in them. Uh, it, it's it's like a bombed out city, and it's a whole different environment. It has an environment all to its own. I learned I learned to swim in it. I liked it, uh, so I never had a problem working there. I liked Harlem, but you definitely want to have an experience. Have someone take you into Harlem. But do be prepared, because you never know when some angry ghetto person is going to want to smash your window and beat the hell out of you. So make sure you can defend yourself before you do that. I had to drive through there on a motorcycle. I remember. I didn't mind that so much as stopped at a light.
1: <laughs> well, because you work nights.
4: Well, I worked afternoon to evening, 3 to 11, 2 to... Tens at one point it was six to twos, but no, my regular time when I started was two to ten, so that would have been in the afternoon. No, it's because they you are stopped. They they they're all around you. They could just attack you anytime they want. That's why, and you don't have a vehicle between you and them either. It's just a motorcycle and some leathers, you know. But nobody ever, you know, nobody ever attacked me. It was the weirdest thing. (laughs) No one even said anything to me. All right, where was I? Apple said 6% of the roughly 331 participating veterans in Albany over the years have returned to jail far better than the typical jail recidivism rates of more than 40%. It helps that Soldier On also provides post-release services like housing. So, when Tammy Hartman was released from the Albany Jail last year after 90 days, he had a place to go. The 29-year-old Army veteran moved into Soldiers-On Transitional Housing in Leeds, Tassachusetts. He also got a job with Soldier on On the residence staff, when the group helped serve a holiday meal recently, Hartman returned to his old block to chat up inmates he knew. This time he wore khakis and a tie, and he got to go home at the end of the night. They set me up to succeed when I got out, Hartman said before his visit. Rather than just sitting on the tier, playing cards, watching TV, doing push-ups, whatever, I was doing positive stuff toward my recovery and becoming a better part in society.
1: Okay, Brian, now, why are our veterans homeless? Uh,
4: Oh, the... she was in jail,
1: well, I know, but there is still there's DC. a lot of there was a lot of homeless there's still a lot of homeless, there are veterans. homeless
4: veterans because you come back you get discharged now what what do you do they don't they don't have any real skill as soldier i mean they have skill sets because of discipline and all that kind of stuff, but no real in many cases trade let's say they were infantry. There's no real trade for that on the outside. They didn't learn a trade, so how are they going to make money? And blah blah blah, and on it goes. And then they also have PTSD, and so they end up just, you know, sleeping wherever they can. And next thing you know, they, they, they just, uh, they, they just rescind from society, retreat from society, and it's a solita- it's more of a solitary attitude. And they don't want to be around people, and they don't they don't trust people, and it just feeds into itself. And it's easier to be homeless than it is to have to pay rent and pay bills and blah. blah and have a job? You well, know, they just put up a sign: "Veteran need need of help," and people get money. Some people do that and lie and cheat, and, and there's nothing wrong with them. They make people give a money so that they can live a regular life. But uh, the veterans have issues, and the VA is not a good place for the issues anymore, because what happens? If a vet was to say, I have PTSD, to his doctor. They don't
1: call that anymore. You got rid of that.
4: They do call it that.
1: No, they call it S. -S P-T-S-S. That's what they call it now. Yes, it is. No,
4: some people just say P-T-S, but as I've pointed out on this show, you can no longer do that, because it's part of the manual for the psycho people. And it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. And it is a disorder. However, uh, it seems homosexuality isn't. And transsexuals aren't. And yes, they are. And PTSD is a real thing, too. But here's the problem. Anybody anybody with that diagnosis gets put on the, the list. You can't buy guns.
1: And you get all these horrible drugs.
4: There's... That aside, you've lost your rights permanently to ever own a firearm citizen. There's no appeal process. The list for the background check, government puts you on, you're on it for life. Good luck. There's no no mechanism to get off it, which is why it should have never been done. And you know who the first person to do this to the veterans were? B.J. Clinton. Every combat warrior that came home was hit with a PTSD label and were not allowed to buy firearms. That was under B.J. Clinton. And it hasn't changed. Only now, the doctors at the VA are like uh, reporting for the Gestapo. So, uh, well, you have this. this oh, we can't have guns. See, the, the, when you can't be honest with your doctor. With your doctor, how you getting treatment? You yeah. can't get treatment. We're in Russia. <laughs> if someone legitimately has PTSD, they can't tell their doctor without getting screwed. In the VA, absolutely. And in many cases now, any doctor, because what have they done to all medical records? Centralized them in the national government. How did we allow that to happen? Who thought that was a great idea? Oh, this way, anytime any medical professor sees you, they can just access it from the central database. Yeah, meanwhile, the government has all this information on us. You don't want the government to have a lot of information about the people because they use it against them. Like I said, a whole class of people disarmed. Special, is it? Could, could get that passed through Congress, but one executive order has it done. Someone should really tell Trump about that executive order and see if he can't fix things. We can't have vets afraid of talking to their doctors. And unfortunately, I don't know how, without decentralizing the system again, it can ever, ever happen. To tell you the truth, a regular citizen can't trust their doctor. There's two questions, well, there's three questions they hit you with that's always going to get you in trouble. Do you drink alcohol? Do you own firearms? And the third one was. Oh, I forget now.
1: I have no idea. Those are the two main ones. <laughs> and yeah. they always want you to get the flu vaccine.
4: <laughs> it, it, it's no good answers to those questions. I'm just telling you that right now. So figure out a way to lie. Because there's just no good answer. Do you, do you have any guns at all? No. No, no guns. <laughs> Are you, you, oh, that's the third one. They kept asking you questions about how happy you are. In other words, trying to say you're depressed. So my answer was, you know, it's kind of hard to be happy when you're in pain all the time. But uh, if you're, I'm not clinically depressed, if that's what you're getting at. That shut her up. And that answered the question the right way. I'm happy. I'm sad. I have all kinds of emotions, but I'm not clinically depressed. I don't want to hurt myself, kill myself. I don't want to kill anybody. I won't say I don't want to kill anybody else, but <clears throat> I haven't thought about any recently. With that, we'll go to a break. It's a radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be back.
3: Baghdad, military setting, and the troops don't know the messiah they're getting. I'm the creme de la creme of the media's world on a tour with everyone but Dan Rather. Time flies. Doesn't seem a minute since the Illinois Senate had Barry in it. Our troops cleaned upside a city? I'd say thanks, but they only get my pity. Whether it's Jordan, or Afghanistan, or Kuwait, or or where are we? One night in Baghdad and Farak's The surge is working, Barry just don't care. You'll find a gap. Guy... Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. For a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month, for real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month, with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the home security hotline right now.
0: 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. That's 800-797-1256. You
4: have no I-
6: I've got an idea.
0: I got an idea. I got an idea.
6: What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davidson. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free Big Idea Starter Guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be
0: big. Call Davidson now for your free Big Idea Starter Guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257. 800-213-9257. 800-213-9257. What is term life insurance? It's
5: basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the
6: preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments?
4: Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of three. Okay, from military.com. The Pentagon's senior enlisted member has drawn the line against ISIS. Surrender or die. I love my president. In a blunt warning to the remaining ISIS fighters, Army Command Sergeant Major John Wayne Troxell Said the shrinking band of militants could either surrender to the U.S. military or face death.
1: His name really is John Wayne. John <laughs>
4: Wayne.
1: I don't want them to surrender. I want them to die.
4: Me too. ISIS needs to understand that the joint force is on orders to annihilate them. He wrote in a forceful message on Facebook. So they have two options. Should they decide to come up against the United States, our allies, and partners? Surrender or die. Doxell said the U.S.-led military coalition would provide them safety in the form of a detainee cell, food, a bed, and due process if they give themselves up. No. However, oh no, but that all happens over in their country, not over here. Not
1: over here, right. And we don't pay for it. So Trump
4: already (laughs) said it's not going to happen. Over there, safe spaces over there. You don't want them over here. If anything, you can go to Gitmo, but you're not coming here. However, if they choose not to surrender, then we will kill them with extreme prejudice. Whether that be through security force assistance, by dropping bombs on them, shooting them in the face, or beating them to death with our entrenching tools, he continued. Regardless, they cannot win, so they need to choose what it's going to be. Okay. I read another story about the entrenching tool one. I was like, oh man, really? (laughs) I don't think they're going to approve of that.
1: I uh, we this we haven't heard this language since Patton.
4: Uh, really?
1: We have no military leaders have been this strong, and was emboldened to say this stuff, especially not under Obamunus.
4: But they're
1: going to shoot him in the face.
4: Senior enlisted member, you know what that means, right?
1: He's the Pentagon
4: guy. He no, he's a non com. Enlisted. The enlisted are non comms. They don't reper they don't use that term for officers. But chief enlisted is Master Sergeant, uh Chief Master Sergeant, Chief Petty Officer. The those are the highest ranking non commissioned officers in the military. They get a lot more respect than officers do because they've earned their stripes. They just walk in as a Lieutenant Butterbar. So, different. Enlisted E-class. Officers O-class. Pay grades. Anyway. uh, Again, Chief Master Sergeant is almost like God. I mean... He'll, he can go up against colonels. <laughs> uh, the post was shared Tuesday evening along with a photo of an entrenchment tool, a collapsible shovel used by the U.S. military. It also included the hashtag ISIS underscore surrender or die. The Facebook post doesn't appear to be Troxel's first time warning ISIS about the US military's intentions with entrenching tools if the terrorists don't give up. During a stop in Afghanistan on a United Services Organization holiday tour last month, Troxel delivered a speech in which he said ISIS will be annihilated, period. Woohoo! That may be through advising, assisting, and enabling the host nation partners. He said in a video recorded by a stars and stripes reporter, it may be by dropping bombs on them. It may be by shooting them in the face and it might even be beating them to death with your entrenching tool, but we are going to beat this enemy.
1: Gosh, we, I'm telling you, Brian, not since world war two have we heard people talk like this.
4: Yes, And it it normally in previous, this guy'd be in trouble. By the way, they don't want to beat you with entrenching tools. They're trying to say, if all we have left is our entrenching <laughs> tools, we'll beat you to death with them. One way or the other is what he's saying. But the <laughs> progs are going to take this all out of context. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yes, yeah, those shithole Pragues.
4: Marine General Joseph R. Dunford, Jr., the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and Florent Groberg, a Medal of Honor recipient, were in attendance at the event. As senior enlisted member, Troxell is assigned to serve as a voice for enlisted service members at the Pentagon, the WAPO reported. Air Force Colonel Rick Ryder, spokesman for Dunford and the joint staff, told The Post that Troxell's comments emphasized the U.S.-led coalition's resolve to defeat ISIS.
1: That was Colonel Patrick
4: Ryder. Air Force Colonel Patrick Ryder is what I said. That's what I said. His intent was to communicate the tenacity of the warrior ethos that, even when faced with the brutal and unforgiving nature of combat, will use every resource available to fight and win, writer said of Troxel.
1: Finally!
4: Just as I said. Finally! Who
1: let the dogs out?
4: Well Hoo. let me know Hoo. when Hoo. they get rid of their pink cards and their microaggression safe spaces <laughs> and true. coloring books Play-Doh and play-doh No
1: that's the college kids have coloring books and play doh
4: Oh no no the old <laughs> progs. They gotta have, they gotta de stress man. Puppies. Oh yeah, puppies too. Puppies. Stuffed animals. Puppies. But they won't give them puppies. It's too much work in the military to give everyone puppies. No, they have really good dogs in the military. Right, but everyone doesn't get one. Sniffer dogs. That's not what we're talking about. Again, from Military.com. The Department of Veteran Affairs isn't following certain security standards at its hospitals and clinics that are required of all federal buildings, potentially putting patients and visitors at risk. The Government Accountability Office concluded in a report released Thursday. You mean because they disarm us? No knives or guns. Not only no guns, no knives. Yes,
1: there's a sign on his clinic, the VA clinic here in Anaconda, Montana. We're in Montana, okay? We can open carry. Big old sign with a picture. So, you know, you, they can't just say the words. they got to have a picture because I guess they think our service members are morons.
4: If they wanted me to feel safe, they said because that, makes, that provides a safe environment. No, if you want to provide me with a safe environment, put everybody here is armed. I don't feel safe, because crazies will walk right past that door. They're going to go to the place where there are no guns, like they always do.
1: Yep, big old sign, no guns, no knives. I
4: am never anywhere without a weapon, ever. (laughs) All right, where was I? The Watchdog Agency report detailed shortcomings of VA security, most notably, that it does not require facilities to alter security measures based on fluctuating threat levels. This could leave staff, patients, and visitors, as well as property, vulnerable to unmitigated risk, wrote Lori Raktanis, a director with the GAO. All you have to do is make it an armed place. No worries. Brian, look, they don't
1: even allow service members on bases to have arms.
4: I know. And it's one of the reasons I got out of the military.
1: I mean, uh, how many slaughterings have happened? Yes, yeah, slaughterings. I know it's not a word. Has happened here on U.S. soil because of this.
4: I was in Arkansas. It was the first time in my life I was able to go buy a handgun, and I did. 357 Magnum. Nice one, Smith and Wesson, stainless steel target sights, uh, target hand uh, hand grip. I love that thing. I could draw, draw and shoot into a silhouette. All six rounds in a matter of no time, me and my friend used to go out practicing. and he'd bring his thirty thirty rifle <laughs> He was the rifleman, I was the handgun guy <laughs> and we we do rapid shooting. He did with his lever action thirty thirty at the same targets at the same distance I did with a handgun,
1: yeah, but again, you couldn't bring it on base,
4: correct. it had to stay home. And And then you're unarmed all the way to the base and while you were on the base. And the only people on the base with guns weren't allowed to load them until they called and asked permission. What? (laughs) I was pissed off. I'm like, what good? I walked up to a guy to target. What what good are you? You're walking around here with an M16 with no, no magazine in it. He goes, Well, if something happens, I call in and I ask permission to load. They give me permission to load the weapon, and then I ask permission to fire, and they do or do not give me permission to fire. Say what? You train people to do their job, and then you trust them to do it. They're law enforcement in the military. They should be able to make decisions of of risk level on their own. What the hell? I'm telling you right now, overrunning an airbase would be the simplest thing in the world with this pissant, bullcrap. The Air Force follows. There are not—even well, even in places where there's combat, you're behind the lines, same thing. Nobody's allowed to have guns, and the law enforcement has to permission to lock and load and to fire. That takes a long time.
1: Look, Fort Hood, and there's been four others since then. I think one was even yes, in South, South Carolina. Yes, and their answer is
4: never let the military carry their own sidearms. That's all that has to be done. They're trained. They, they're trained to go kill people with these things. They're trained to take care of them. They're trained to use them properly. So let's let them do it. Why would you disarm? This is just so frustrating. That is not common sense that everybody could finally get through their head. We're demanding you allow our military be armed at all times. I don't want any except they're armed wherever they go. Period. That's what has to happen. Otherwise, nobody gives a crap about how many soldiers die for their political agenda. And that's the bottom line. This is all left-wing political agenda in the military. Trump needs to do a lot better job of looking into this military stuff because that's a prime example that has to go. My soldiers will never be disarmed. Ever. What are you worried about? One rogue guy with a gun, oh, Fort Hood. But if everybody else had guns, oh, he would have been dead before he probably got two shots out. See, that's the difference. You get shot at by a bunch of people, you die. You don't get to shoot a bunch of people. Yes, there could always be one bad guy, but he doesn't last as long as everybody's armed. Yeah, that's
1: that's the truth. Oh, and here's
4: the second part. What? Anybody that calls themselves Muslims are mentally deranged. They're not allowed to be in the military. They're not allowed to be in my country. Oh, well, I'm not Islamophobic. I have a very rational fear of Islam. I know what its job is. It's to take over our country and turn us into a, oh, Middle East shithole. I'm sorry I have to say this, but, you know, I mean, the news has just been on and on about this shithole stuff. There are a lot of shithole countries. What's your point? We don't want immigrants from there because they're well, they're from shithole countries. They have no education. They have those no skills. What are they providing when they come here? What are they going to do for us? Collect welfare? It uh, doesn't work for me. Again, merit-based immigration is exactly what we used to do before the Progs in Kennedy changed it all around. Teddy Kennedy. Decided to brown up America. That was his own words, and that's what they've been doing. And, of course, he's following Tommy the Come Woodrow Wilson's statement that the only way they were going to get rid of us rugged, individualist Americans was to, was to bring in a bunch of shithole immigrants.
1: Sorry, uh, we have to get rid of the refugee refugee status crap, too. Look at what happened. What We just reported tonight what's happening in Florida.
4: We don't need any more people in this country. Look,
1: Puerto Ricans, stay in Puerto Rico and fix your own place. No,
4: they don't have to. They're citizens. They can go wherever they want.
1: Yeah, like they did to Texas from Louisiana.
4: Yeah. Well, look, they're trying to brown up America. Why? They know brown people tend to want social welfare. And that's what they want everybody on. They want, every, they want the whole country on welfare. In other words, communist country, which is really socialist because there's never been a communist country. Learn what a communist country is supposed to look like, and you'll realize communism is supposed to have no government. Did the USSR have a government? Oh, yes, it did. Does Cuba have a government? You betcha. Totalitarian, but they have a government. Because it can't work, you bring all the resources to yourself, all control of all resources, all of industry, all money, all property, and you get the country brings the the government brings it to itself, the central government. Then it's supposed to disperse it equally and walk away. Never happened. There's never been a communist country. Be done with it. Socialists. All of it's socialist, Progressive is just elite socialists. That's all. Elite socialism. It's not that much difference. It's Socialism is socialism. Left-wing liberal, progressive, socialist, communist, fascist, status, bastards. That's a long time since I did that one. <clears throat> Hope you missed it. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> This could leave staff, patients, visitors, as well as property, vulnerable to unmitigated risks," wrote Lori Rictan, as a director from the GAO. The report was sent to congressional committees, VA Secretary David Shulkin, and Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. The VA agreed with the findings and responded that it was reexamining and updating its security policies. Rectanus wrote in a letter to Representative Phil Rowe, Republican, Tennessee, chairman of the House Committee on Veterans Affairs, that the hundreds of VA hospitals and clinics nationwide recently had been the target of violence, threats, and other security-related incidents, including bomb threats and violent attacks involving weapons. Wow, that's a lot for the Veterans Affairs to deal with With Oh yeah, disarmed veterans. She referenced one fatal shooting in twenty fifteen when a psychologist was killed at a VA clinic in El Paso, Texas. Ensuring physical security for these medical centers can be complicated because VA has to balance safety and security with providing an open and welcoming healthcare environment, Riktanna said. Everybody I know. look, if everybody had guns <laughs> A rogue shooter guy who's going to come in anyway, who doesn't care about the sign, by the way, because he likes the sign, we're all disarmed. Uh, we can't fight back too well against the guy shooting bullets at us. However, if we all had weapons, he he definitely wouldn't be able to do all the things he wanted to do and, frankly, wouldn't get through the waiting room. So, uh, again, helping staff says safe. Why don't you trust veterans with their constitutional rights? What is wrong with this picture? Why don't you trust why don't we trust citizens with their rights? Constitu- we got to have gun-free zones. Every place is a gun-free zone where a shooting has happened. Have we learned nothing? How many shootings does there have to be on how many on military bases? There's been a few. Yep. How many before we arm them? How many? Obviously, there's no way cuz they're not going to arm them no matter what we say they'll arm a couple of people or so but that's it that there's token little nonsense every serviceman needs to be able to carry his sidearm 24 7 end of conversation i don't want to hear about it take your prog anti-gun attitude and hit the bricks for god's sakes this is the military you can't have military without guns well you can have cannon fodder without guns but that's it the VA requires security cameras, silent distress alarms, perimeter fencing, and a police force at all of its hospitals. The reports say, well, not the clinics. There's none of that there. But security levels differ at each facility, and there's little oversight. Our facility is assigned. There's no guns, no knives. Beyond this point. Why are you advertising? It's like they want someone to come and do a mass shooting. I say we have gun zones. <laughs> this is a gun zone. What does that mean? Nothing but guns in here. If you don't like it, don't come in here. And sure, she referenced one fatal shooting in 2015 when the psychiatrist got killed in El Paso, Texas. <clears throat> the VA requires, oh, I did that. Uh, the the agency leaves security decisions to local officials, and it doesn't have system-wide performance measures. That means the VA doesn't have the ability to determine what security measures are effective, the GAO found. I can tell you what's effective. Armed people, very effective. Trust me, but I have to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good
1: night, Susan.
4: And we're
1: out of here.